Urban life. Neighborhood banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. <laughs> Hosted by OT, Toothless, and Ishad. Chocolate Rain. <laughs> it's a real song. That motherfucker got famous and rich, man. Yeah. Awesome. He's rich also? He made money, dude, in the Dr. Pepper ads. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like, he's like a 12-year-old Morgan Freeman. No, but how much money can you make? Like, what? At least he got Dude, at least fifty thousand. Look at that one pound fish guy. Money. Yes. Who's the one pound fish not, guy? Oh, oh, oh man! I don't watch. I don't watch uh, shit, you man. need to get on YouTube. The one pound I'm like doing mathematics paid, and stuff. One pound fish. He got paid like two million pounds or some shit, man. Yeah. For a record contract. Dude, this guy literally just sold fish in London. And he he had the song to attract oh, I heard about shoppers. This. I heard about this. Yeah. Dude, this guy's balling music videos and everything. Music video. <laughs> he has a one pound fish music video. Man. Yeah. yeah. But he's got, he's got like, hot girls like in the back, like budget. Yeah. fish dancing. Yeah, yeah, like. But they've got to better be like rinsing him and giving him the. F- Imagine if he got a better deal than most artists. And sh- Probably. Yeah. <laughs> like if he got a two million not three sixty. He's all his publishing. They just take twenty percent. Selling fish goes a long way. Yeah, that's f- now there's weird. this now there's this new one that's going going around the the, the Pakistani guy with the long hair. I told oh, I told you, legend man. My 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 roommate's Pakistani. He showed me. He was like, "What is that?" I told you, he's watched the video. He's got his own picture in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pa- painting a mural of his face. He's just like, <laughs> he looked like my old boss. <laughs> Dude, and the pa- one pound fish guy did a Michael Jackson episode, uh, Michael Jackson song, like a tribute. What? It was Rico. Really cool. He had these visuals <laughs> in the back of him doing moonwalks and, you know, dressed up like Michael Jackson. Seriously? Oh, man. You He's get getting, like, millions of right. views. It's, 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 you know, he gets famous. And the thing right? is, like, he still sells fish in London. Yeah. Oh, he still sells fish. Yeah. Does he? Yeah. yeah. Business oh, is wow. booming. That's his brand, right? His authenticity of his brand. Yeah. It's on, it's on the fish, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Ghostface used to move fish too. Okay. This is a different kind of fish. <laughs> what made you decide to get a bike? I'm intrigued. Okay, uh, when he got a bike, what did die. you guys think? <laughs> no, man. Seriously, you can't just sum it up like that. You, you gotta break down the emotions. Did I not tell you? Why? Why? There's so many emotions in here. He thought, oh, he's such a because these guys are stuck in traffic and I'm at the location already. Like, where the are you? You know the guys they, they walk funny. No, you never wanted to ride a bike. I was like, at least he didn't get a convertible. That's all I said. Touche. Nah, no, I don't like convertible. I, I, I'm with you. At least he didn't at get a convertible. At least it's not a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> then I had to change his name to Thalane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like with a big cross, gold necklace. <laughs> no, I used to always ride bikes, man, in Indonesia. Seriously? So then. Mopeds. Oh, it's like, yeah. Well, scooters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> scooters. <laughs> and, then fi- and then I was like, you know what? Like. I was in I the bike casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a scooter. <laughs> no, initially, but okay, initially I wanted to get a Vespa, and then my friends. I don't know what a Vespa is. Oh man, it's, it's, it's like a hipster version. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good bike. It's a <laughs> hippie scooter. Like you can picture, you can picture Luki with. I know the Italian one. I know the one. Like you could tell, he'd have a picnic basket up on the front. Go to a park. It's cheaper than a car, right? Yeah. Bikes generally are cheaper. Yeah, 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 like a Harley's what 60, 70. 
You recommend getting a bike over a car? What am, What made you switch? Just for fun? No, I have like, a car. This is just like a, a fun car. thing. Um, Convenience. Yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> thing. You know, it's when it's the nice weather's nice, it's yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take my bike. You know? I thought At night, if bike. I fucking get I stressed, I just, I have an option now. I can go in the studio or I can get my bike. Wait till Christmas gift, man. Yeah. Pizza Hut box put in the back there. <laughs> <laughs> Delivery. Don't even tell us. Just attach it. Nice. Just attach it. What the? Ah, shit. So how you guys been, man? Like, what's been a fucking while? Last time I saw you was just Music Room and that's it, man. Music Room? For the thingy, the thingy. Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Soul DXB. That was the Soul DXB. Oh, then I saw you at Soul DXB. I gave you the Black Power Fist as I walked away. I thought that again. <laughs> <laughs> he was born, he's like, yeah, shooting a shot. I was like, yo, you, man. You wonder why I didn't reply. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> he just saw me. He's like... <laughs> So, like, how you been since then? Like, what's been up and shit? How's life and stuff, man? All good, man. Just working. Working hard, you know? Just... What's the routine like? Routine is day job, studio. Day job, studio. Day job, Like, what studio. time do you get off work usually? Um, <laughs> I'm just... My first question to no, ask like, someone. I want to know. I'm like, in advertising, you... man, so, like, there's no time officially. By law, I should be out of there by six. Right. By their standards... You know, I'm usually around till like eight, nine. They never. When you step out at six, people are like, "Oh shit, half yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. What's up?" It's like average, yeah. but like usually it's a lot of late nights. And then we work. We have a few days a week where we we're in the studio. It's like a set schedule. Like okay, today yeah, Monday's yeah, yeah. the thing day and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just we just write during the week and then lay it down, you know, on the on our set days, and then weekends too. You know, weekends is usually in the studio. We can use it in the studio. Yeah. So, like, you'd make a beat and say, next week we're going to work on this one. So, come prepared. No, actually, I don't make beats anymore. You just, what are you doing? You're buying the beats now? No, we, we, work with, we have different producers that yeah. we work with. Okay. Some of them are based here. Some of them are based overseas. Why don't you make the beats anymore? What's the thought process behind that? Um, like, I view, like, there's only so much creative juice that you have to okay. spend. You know what I mean? Okay. And, like, since I'm an audio designer, sound engineer, and... Does you, you get tapped out type of shit? Like, I do this, I'm in the studio all day, you know, like, creating and mixing other people's shit. The last thing I want to do for something that I'm passionate about, like the recipe, is to do that again, you know? So, with the recipe, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to be an MC. Um, you know, we, we already have to be MCs and managers and you know handle our, our music yeah, videos yeah, yeah, and everything yeah, else yeah, yeah. as well you know if on top of that i also have to produce and mix and this and that like it, it'll just be too much you know so when we decided to do this uh properly two years ago you know we took that break and then we, we got back together and stuff and said you know what like let's let's put a a record out like a proper album out you know get out in stores and stuff i made the personal decision to to not be a producer anymore for but then the, how are you the finding beat makers man like there's like are there beat makers here type of um yeah man. i mean just like around type of guys yeah no there's some good young young dudes out now man that are just doing some cool shit man what are they making like what type of style are they making depends on what you need right yeah like, like they can make what you need type yeah. i mean the young guys are mainly doing What's the trap stuff, today. No? Not necessarily trap, but influenced by trap, obviously. Um, but it's a new sound. 
at least it's current. Yeah. The difference for us is that we approach the way we get on the track, even if it is current, we still make it our own. You know, we don't try to do what's popular necessarily. So even if it's a trap track and we like it, we'll, we'll jump on. Yeah. But it's been a process, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a relationship end of the day between it's like us and the group. These guys are a part of the group too. You know what I mean? Like, um, like you've been working with them for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and it's about finding that person you can work with, you know, finding that right sound. Yeah, because you know, I'm thinking it. there's the guy you'll meet a boot. Yeah, I'll make beats for you. It's kind of decent beats. No problem. Uh, maybe I can give him a couple of tips. We'll get it. Yeah. Abud, give me, let's meet up on Saturday. Tough. Then, yeah, yeah he's yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he'll do you a favor. Abud does you a favor, but a favor is basically nothing. He doesn't actually do something. So how you how you finding, how you like working with people in a no, way that they're delivering on a timely manner? But that's what I mean. It's like, it's been a long process, man. You know, it's been a long time. Like for years, we've been trying to find producers here, you know, and then now... We finally come across some good dudes, man, that are, like, literally part of the group, you know what I mean? Like, okay. we roll together, they're always in the studio when we are, okay. even if they're not making beats, you know? Like, like, like Bangsy is just always around. Yeah. He sit, hangs Bangsy's out with us. Bangsy's great work with you guys. Who's Bangsy? He's only did, um... He did Death Together. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, that's not even his sound, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, he catered that to us, okay. you know what I mean? And, um, which is great, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, um... And he's just around, man. Like he's always around. We we bounce ideas off each other. We know we talk about it and stuff. He knows what we like, and also the good thing about him, he's young. I mean, he's what twenty one, twenty two, but but he still he respects the culture. He respects the music. Okay. You know what I mean? So he, I, I throw him on something from the nineties. He he knows what it is. Nice. You know what I mean? So he's that, not saying it's just old school shit. Yeah, no, 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 no. He likes that, shit, you know, and and it's good to have that. You know what I mean? Like um, some of the tracks he gives us. Has a big, has a bit of both, you yeah. know what I mean? Like some of yesterday and some of today, you know. Um, so we don't really have those problems, man, because we we were like a big group, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we don't build have a relationship. The, and we don't yeah. fuck with people. We don't fuck with people like that. That's why we don't work with anyone here. What do you mean you don't? Fuck with people like people like, like you were just saying. Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah That's yeah. why people essentially don't, I don't know if they don't like us or whatever they say. We're arrogant. We don't get along with anyone. It's it's not that. It's we just don't like no, relying on fucking time, man. Like yeah. We don't rely. Like we get our own shit done. You know. When like, you when you meet a producer or or whoever here, whatever it is, you know, let it be a, a beat producer, let it be someone that wants to to do design your mixtape cover, your album cover, that want you know a photographer that wants to do photos for you or whatever. You know, like over the over the years, and you know, as you grow up as well, you can tell the ones that are serious. You know, the ones that 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 will do it for you. You know, and the ones that are just a waste of time, you know. Now, so the, I'm a kid. You come up to me and say, yo, work, work with us. Uh, it's, a, it's a quid pro quo kind of, oh, you just hang out. I get to work with guys, do music. Are they seeing some kind of tangible, like, benefit from it? If you're not paying them, I'm well, assuming you're not yeah. paying first them. First of all, first of all, oh, yeah, we right. don't approach kids. Okay. We don't approach anyone. Yeah. We've, we've been in, we've been doing this for eight years now yeah. we've built up a family that we rely on okay. for different things but it took us the eight years to to find those people and to it's, get it's to like know it, those people and it's stuff like, it's like so, BKP right yeah, yeah. exactly you know, like, like collective BKP. I mean like collective and stuff like that like this is like family I'm here every day we talk all the time we hang out and we pay everybody mm -hmm. even if you're a young kid producer and you sit with us and you're part of the family for example like Bangsy and we pay them we pay everybody because we believe everybody. If you're it's doing the best work, way to do it. if you're doing work, 
you get paid for what you do. Because yeah. his favorite shit is not flying. Yeah, man. Because we eat, you eat. That's how, Cause here's, that's how it yeah. works. Because yeah, yeah, here's man. the thing. With us, like, the music that we put out, right, on SoundCloud, on iTunes or whatever, that's just one of our creative outputs and one of the forms of revenue streams that we make, all right? Because we work in advertising, television, you know, in... in Sorry, where do you work? I am currently unemployed. Okay, cool. Yeah. In, I'm about to be unemployed. Yeah. In, really? Since all of us <laughs> work in a creative in creative industries, yeah. you know, um, the people that we work with benefit from, from things as well. We've gone to our producers and said to them, like, yo, you know, I've got, I'm working on a commercial for this or, an, or a TVC for this or whatever. Oh, yo, you know what I mean? This so, okay, okay. like, they benefit in that way as well. That's Photographers right. as well. You know, some people might be like, yo, we're looking for, for someone to do, you know, take pictures for this. I'm like, okay, cool. I, you know, here's the guy that, we, that we've worked with before. Right. Video people as well, you know, like we've, we've, so we've you pushed. Them. You yeah, push exactly. You know what I mean? So, like. The that people that the, we the so it's is, is feeding itself. Yeah, so you know, there may be some there may be some projects for us for the recipe that they may not charge for, but they've benefited in, in other ways, the bigger picture the bigger in the picture, longer run. As long as they see it, that yeah. Way. yeah. But we've you know, and it, but, we've always believed though that everyone gets paid. That's yeah, what we've been fighting for for years as artists ourselves. How you've been able? How have you yeah. guys been able to sustain that? Finance it ourselves. Yeah. So. I, th- so, I mean, that's, I'm that's assuming because like three have, people working. I mean, you're not working right now, but then like you have your you'd, you'd pull bills, in you got other responsibilities, yeah. right? So. We pull in, we pull in our money, man, where we can. Hmm. Um, it's a lot of investment. Like we don't have, I, I haven't, we haven't got one dirham backing from anybody in eight years. I'm not even like, sorry, okay, maybe that's, maybe I got like two thousand for printing my mixtape. Five years ago, yeah, you know what I mean. But in terms, that's the only I think that's the only money we've yeah. ever received as a group. To, Outside to, of show money, yeah, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, everything is. We haven't seen any show money in the last year and a half. Because you're not really. We get no. We get the show money, and I haven't even touched it. Oh, yeah. you're just throwing. Yeah, it we don't. It, it, goes, it goes straight to back into. into um, and it's a lot of good ma- money management. You know, like Kaz handles that. No way. And Kaz handles. Like, I'm Armenian. You know, can't help it. You know, <laughs> I didn't fix. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, he's got I the XO sheets. The you know, yeah. he's got the XO sheets, and you know, this is how much you spend, we spend, and all this kind of shit. And it's a lot of money, man. It's yeah, a lot yeah. of time. But there is, there is mm-hmm. a monthly overhead that we that we, we track found. that. Yeah. So you have running costs. Exactly. Like, on a Do you have like because a budget? Like okay, budget-wise, will not exceed X amount. No. No. You don't have a budget. You just say based on the action. This I mean, we know similar. we know that every month there is a minimum. Yeah, every month's right? a minimum. Yeah, uh, based on running costs. Yeah, but maximum wise, at the moment, like Aaron said, it's an investment. You know, yeah. we we haven't even just we haven't even started. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean you haven't even started? I mean, you can look at everything that we did prior to the break in 2011. Yeah, as market research. That's all that was. Just market, market research. research. Everything prior to that. Okay. We're, we're, it's we all were gone just also now. testing. What do you mean? Like none of that. Right, you yeah, can't. We've taken yeah, it's, time, time. it's timely, so it's. We've removed everything. Oh, we've taken out everything that, of that. Anything all that's that, that catalog. We removed like what two mm-hmm. hundred something songs off Instagram. Oh, off oh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. You just removed all your shit. Removed all the videos. So now, if you go to SoundCloud, there's only three things. You're starting from scratch. Oh yeah, four. What you're moving? It's a new start, man. Really, you it's know? a new start. So, is it like trying to redefine what the rest? Redefine of it is? the sound. Redefine exactly. what we are. Um, 
you know, and, and everything has got a story right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the thing. Like, we've been a bit busy these mm-hmm. last, since last year, but if you think about it, we haven't really done anything. Yeah. We've been so, busy I mean, doing things. Yeah. We haven't been we haven't busy been, putting shit out. So it hasn't been... But there was it's, a video. it's not an output. It's sort of the back end work. Yeah, but the, the, video, the videos that have come out will all start to make sense when when we start releasing these projects we're working yeah. on now you, and the album and stuff. It's you, telling a story. You, make, okay, you mentioned this telling a story even last time which you said telling a story. Yeah. From the perspective of a musician releasing music, why is... How do you tell a story? Why is telling a story important? I'm a, I'm well, a new here's, kid. here's a. F- okay. This this goes into why why we decided to sort of rebrand and start from scratch as, uh, as well. Um, we decided those what, two two years ago or whatever that we were going to do this properly, okay. and so we shifted from being just musicians and just artists to now becoming businessmen okay so okay. we now have to play this compromise and this balance between being a creative artist and being mm-hmm. businessmen we're trying to sell a product mm-hmm. we're trying to set up a brand mm-hmm. and stuff right hence why before the recipe i mean we we never dreamt that the recipe would become what it is right it was just meant to be that mixtape mm-hmm. remember back mm-hmm. in 2000 mm-hmm. 2008 just meant to be the recipe volume one, the mixtape. That was it. Maybe a volume two, maybe a volume three, maybe a volume four. Mm. But then from there, it then became a collective slash independent record label that was focused on just getting its music out there, power and numbers, everyone getting together and supporting each other, you know, whoever could do videos. Kind of yeah, you know. Um, and we sort of you know, rode that wave and pushed it as, 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 as hard as we could. Then there was a point and where then, like... And then we had to take that break. And because... Then we, because we were just drained from all of that, man. <laughs> it's, it's like We were doing, like... Drained from what? I think it was just overkill, man. We were tired of, of putting in the work and really not having a real direction, you know, or real focus. It was just putting out music, trying to do shows, and... We maximized whatever we could. There's a the ceiling, region. right? There's a glass ceiling. Type. Well, if you think about it, how many times can you perform in the same city yeah, without people saying, "I've seen this act before. Yeah. I'm yeah. done." It's accumulation of shit. Man. That's well, exactly. Of, you know, like it's, it's, physically, we were just dead, man. Yeah. Running on the yeah. treadmill, man. You yeah. know what I mean? That just doesn't stop. Like we, we yeah. had just come back from the tour in Indonesia. Right, yeah. and we had that show in Armani. I think you guys played as well. I think I was uh, for Beats. <laughs> for Beats, uh, Beats what, headphones or something. Twenty twelve. That was two thousand eleven. Was it a wax show? Like Armani f-ing club, man. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what are we doing what there? The f- it was man. a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was so in like, a f-ing hoodie. You know what he mean? was. I think. <laughs> I think like I was. I had like mild bronchitis. I was dying from mild Damn. lung in- infection. His shoulder was like popping out every two minutes. Like, oh, I don't know what was wrong with him. His back or leg or whatever. I left or his stomach. <laughs> like, you know, like we were we were physically in pain at that show. You know, like dying. We were begging um, the organizers, like, please let us go first because we just want to get up there, do what we have to do, and go the f- home. Okay. You know, because we were just drained. And I think going home after that show, we were just like, yo, we need to take a break. Like, you know, like, we're physically, spiritually, 
emotionally drained. Mm, but you know? it wasn't a break from doing music. No. Yeah. It was a break from being in front of being out. No, there. just this. Yeah. It was a it was a break from just being this group trying to achieve something. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It, it was it was we were still making music. This guy's got a fucking another fucking triple up triple disc album <laughs> sitting just, somewhere just sitting, right? I've just got like yeah a few albums like you know there. I got yeah. I had so much shit sitting around remember you remember man I was sitting at home just recording yeah yeah bunch of bullshit yeah that's off that's post yeah yeah recording all this bullshit for nothing you know what I mean it's all sitting, it'll never come out it was out. practice dude. yeah it was practice. practice that's what it was you know and um he was doing the same you know and he was releasing his solo projects stuff like that, you know, and, and yeah, like Recon Tour and all that yeah. stuff. Right? That came out during that break. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I don't have the timelines in my head. Yeah, so it, it was yeah. easier for me to do that, I guess, because you know, prior to 2011, when the recipe, it wasn't very clear what the recipe was. We were a group, we were a collective, we were an, uh, a record label. Like, what were we? You know, well, you hadn't, had but you, I was. Had you... I at that point, I was still producing. I was still doing all the mixing. I was still, you know helping with the event organizing and stuff so you know he had released his mixtape he had released his mixtape i was very heavily involved in those two i really didn't have time for myself you know so during that break as a solo yeah so during that break it was a a chance for me to sort of explore suerte and and put something together and and put it out as raconteur now going back to your question of why it's important to have a story Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> post so, so this is after the break of 2011. Two, two years, years, you guys Two years show. ago. I mean, we, we kept going in the studio. We just were still, but just like, quietly, yeah. like, with, no, with, without the pressure of... Trying to be something. Yeah, something. you know, it was just for fun. Um, and then we said, you know what? It's now or never. Like, either we do something serious now or or never, right? As as. A group of as a group of us, right? Okay. And so we were like, okay, now let's think about this seriously. Let's think about what we want. What made you say yes? Because it was now or never. Mm-hmm. You said now instead of never. What made you say now? Our age, more than anything. Well, what's that got to do with it? most 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 people? It'll scare them off. Um. Well, that was it. It was like, look, we're. You know, it's the big three O. Passion, man. This is something we love to do. And if the dream is to make a living, comfortable living. I'm not saying I don't, I don't want to be a millionaire. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we also had that that meeting with uh, with Glenn. Yeah, you know that helped. Uh, yeah. yeah, obviously you know, that Glenn, Glenn Toby, you know, yeah. sweetie. Meeting G. him kind of put a bit you of know, gas in the yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, meeting him because he basically went through all the shit we're doing for the last few years. I was yeah. like, this is some cool shit, here, man. He's like, yeah, but I've never heard that before. To us, we've been listening to like, this shit. Like, he's like, yeah, but to me, it's new. Why is it you know new to him? Because he hadn't heard it before. But it's, it's new it's, music to him. In, in terms sense. of, does it sound familiar to him? It sounds different to him. No, it 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 sounded like to him. It sounded like good music. You know what I mean? But he'd never heard it before. So we were like thinking, oh, this shit is whack. It's 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 whatever, you know. But to him, it was like I'm hearing this with a fresh ear. I like this. Shit. I mean, but basically, ended like end of the day, like he was, he kind of ignited this, this thing in us, like just to say, like, hey, you, if you guys really put in the right work behind this, and if you structured yourselves properly, you know, you could do this. You know what I mean? There's there's enough potential here. You know what I mean? Um, to make this happen. You know what I mean? And 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 with the right context and with the right people, as we know, this business is about. 
you know, yeah. like it could happen for you guys. So you know, we sat and thought about it for a while, man, and we were like, then that's when we were thinking, should we try give this a go, or should we not? You know what I mean? It's like, and I, I was, I don't want to live with regrets. Yeah, you know? so that was that was it. And I think that was that was what we. I think that was the conclusion we came up to. Was None of you, you know, this would be a regret if you don't do it. Yeah, but like, yeah. think about it now. Two years later, you know, like, how many people on earth can say they, they, they've done a record with Talib Kweli, with Mob Deep, and they've, they've got this and this and this coming? Like, it just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it, we're not successful, but it's success. You know what I mean? It's personal because it's your personal success. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, so, yeah, it was just about not, not wanting to regret shit. You know, and, and just like fuck, it, man. We're gonna work forever, anyways. We're gonna work till we're sixty-five <laughs> years old, right? Yeah, Technically, on paper, we're meant to work till we're sixty-five years old, anyways. Yeah. So fuck, it, man. Let's give this for you know a few years, and we're still gonna fuck work for the next thirty years, anyways. You know, so it'd be easier to live with trying and failing so than not, not trying at all and wondering yeah, 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 I was what thinking, if. I was yeah. thinking that in the car today as well, man. Because I want to know for sure that I, I... Am I tripping that I'll regret it or would I actually regret it? I'm still trying to balance that out because it might be a story I'm telling myself, yo, I must continue music because I'll regret it when I die. <laughs> yeah. But do I really feel that way? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm... The thing is, I'm just flipping it to my personal understanding. I'm not just like a guy who makes rap music. Like I have a lot of other interests and a lot of things bug me about the world that I want to get involved in. My music is the thing I've gotten furthest in. Mm. I'm thinking, should I go that part or switch and do something else because there's so much other cool shit to do? So I need to make the decision whether I sh- should I stick with it or try something. You know what I mean? So it's interesting yeah. that you guys have decided to. I mean, there's a lot. How did you make that decision? There's a lot of cool shit we want to do too, man. Yeah. But you know, if if you're good at one thing, man, and you can master one thing, the other things will come, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like. If you like, what's not to say? Like, for example, this guy has, let's say, he has a passion for acting, mm. right? Or, let's say, yeah, why wouldn't music take him there? Why wouldn't you know? Yeah. Like, it just, just all it's gonna do is open a door for you, right? By just being you good know, at if something. If you be good at what you do, it opens other doors for you. You know. That is true. I guess. You know, like Chris Fade being Chris Fade means he gets to go to all these fucking events and be the face of Dubai and be that. He's just a radio DJ. Mm. Why the fuck does he have to open the restaurant in Dubai Zipline? Why the fuck does he have to be that? But that all stemmed from being a DJ. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, from, music, no, not music even a DJ, or whatever it's called. Yeah, radio jock. Radio jock. You know what I mean? Mm. So like being good at what you do can lead to so many other cool, sh- like cool things. You know what I mean? That's true. So question. I mean, so you guys got tired by around what 2011, 2012, yeah. where you decided, right, you, you know, you kind of stopped and re-kicked that back again a couple of years ago. Um, I'm assuming because I kind of took a glimpse at the the documentary that you, you sent to, across, mm-hmm. and the one thing that you guys were kept reiterating is that you do everything from A to Z yourself. So is it is it not as exhausting or probably even more exhausting now than it was then? We've learned to outsource. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the different That's thinking hats. Again, process this and goes time. this goes back to still trying to answer your story question man. but it's, it's, it's a okay okay let's answer this and then get to the story thing alright so basically thinking as a businessman right like you can't do everything yourself you need to you need a team you need a team yeah. right so if you want to market your product and get your product out there you need to hire a marketing team if yeah. you want to 
you know, shoot a commercial for your product, you got to go hire a a company that can shoot your, you know, so from deciding to take this seriously, you know, we, we realized that that we, we couldn't do everything ourselves, you know, in order for the product to be as best as it could be, we had to focus on being artists, on the creating side of things. You need to be the product. Exactly. So then that's when we looked out and, and reached out to but to I think yeah. that we trusted to to do the things that we couldn't and do you know, obviously do it a hell of a lot better you know because they're that's what they do for a living but we know? yeah but we still luckily managed to still do it ourselves in a way yeah because we do it our way yeah you that's I mean? a, we yeah. don't report to anybody you know what I mean so that's a good thing about it it is a good thing you know like we do whatever the f- we want and um and because we yeah. did it all ourselves yeah we know you know the details we know the details and, and the so details. like we're very heavily involved in everything that uh, yeah. that these people do for us you know why the story is important why the story is important can I can I can you I? go <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> every brand has to have a story the advertising man speaks right. look at this copyrighted <laughs> <laughs> every brand has to have a story alright Jay Z is a brand all right, mm. all these artists are brands. If you think about it, mm. you know yeah. what I mean, and and it has to have a story. What is your product? What are you trying to sell me? Put ten people in a room, ten people can f-ing rap. Why are you different? You know what I mean, okay. What is what 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 are you trying to sell me? You know what I mean. So that's why your brand, your story is, is essential. You know, so we have to go and we had to sit and we had to think. Did you have to sit and ask yourself what is my yeah, story? Because, yeah, because yeah, because. Because it's three individuals. But how do you do that? Isn't that a bit like weird? No, it's not really. It's it's. It was. We locked I mean, ourselves in a fucking meter square, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, room and fucking sweated for two hours and talked so is it about four it. Four stories. <laughs> no, it's it's finding it's 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 like advertising, right? Yeah. Okay. It, it's 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 finding. Well, end of the day, there's got to be common ground. That's why we've been together for so, what is so the many years. Zone? You know, and and we found that common ground between us okay and then it's it's now a matter of okay how do we tell this story and what's the best way to put this story out okay so the common ground between us all three of us besides having a love for music and similar taste not even similar taste because we have very different tastes in music Uh okay um the one thing we came to our conclusion was we're third culture kids all right okay boom You've like been that. talking. He's been talking I've about this the whole way through. I know about this term, but he's been saying third culture, third yeah. culture. How, okay. how 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 did you come across this term? Was it something that popped in your head? No, it's a, it's it's a general. It's, it's a, a general, general term. For, for yeah, it's a general that term. Are third culture worldwide. The third There's culture so many kid is someone you know, who grew up like, in a country that is not their parents' uh, home, home throughout you know. their developing years. Mm. Yeah. And what makes it more interesting for us also is that when all three of us are mixed kids, I'm white and Chinese. He's Swiss and Indonesian. Mm. He's Armenian, Italian. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and and we don't even live in any one of those countries. Mm. You know what I mean? And when you're mixed, you know, I go to Hong Kong, I'm a white boy. Yeah. Mm. I go to fucking England, I'm a fucking chink. Mm. Same thing for him. Same mm. thing for him. You know what I mean? And we found middle ground here in, in, in a place where we don't even belong. You know, they fucking hate us for being here. But everyone else is here too. Like this mm. is where all of us are, are you know, are, are, are. So that's that's a story we found, and then it's a matter of how do you best sell this story. Yeah, because it's okay. You know it's, I mean? it's an idea. Yeah. 
It's a central theme that's reoccurring yeah. Yeah. throughout music. How do you get the audience to understand that? Because I mean, most people are fucking stupid. Well, that's why it's taken us. <laughs> that's why it's taken us, you know, however many years to to put this together. You know, because uh, it's late nights in the studio. It's trial and error. It's 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 going figuring through, out. It's figuring this out, man. That's what, out that's where story. we've been. You know, sometimes it's difficult. How do you, I mean? You don't necessarily put it right there in front of people like okay yeah. this is our story this is our yeah, theme. yeah you yeah. can't do but that but naturally you don't even notice it but over time as you record yeah. 50 tracks you'll start to see a reoccurring theme a reoccurring uh, emotion or feeling or whatever it is and that's a natural evolution for us that's yeah. something that we we're all very different as, as P said earlier and we all sort of drifted in that same direction eventually we got to a point where like okay so this is something that we're all we all have similar you know all yeah. our backgrounds yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and also, I mean, for us, like when when we started this whole project, the Khan was it was an idea of, you know, the the, the spirit of the Khan and that brings people together. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. It's, you know, you find that space where you just kick back, have a good time, few laughs, and mm-hmm. talk to your buddies, right? And this was our conversation. What back in November, right around after Soul DXV. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to now, mm-hmm. and that story with us. As you're saying, you, you don't realize it, but it shifts on its own, right? Because between the, the three of us, with me, Faraz, and Jeb, is that, I mean, yeah, we're friends, but I never worked with them till this project, yeah, yeah. right? And because of that, we, we we would clash a lot, right? We'd go head-to-head, and I'm sure you guys go through that, like, mm-hmm. different views. and But somehow, you kind of manage to find that one point where everybody eventually agrees to, yeah. right? And that's kind of where we drifted to now, to, which is what I've been saying as well after I saw with Luki is that this this third culture identity is is the strongest glue, if you will, that kinda of bonded um not just as the Khan or you guys as Russia but but I think as all of us that are trying to do something. Um and even when we sat with Reem, like ID people had a negative connotation to it, especially when you're growing up because you're trying to fit in with certain circles yeah. of people. Mm. But then when you can't fit in with them Eventually, as you mature and get older, you you start taking pride in that idea, and it becomes a tool of empowerment as opposed to the funny something thing you're is, trying to lose. The yeah. funny thing is, hip hop kind of replaces that. No, hip hop kind of allows you to take pride in being different. All this type of crazy yeah, shit. I think hip hop kickstarted that. Well, like at least my theory was that hip hop was in itself as. Was third, their third culture kids African American? They are third culture. It is a third culture right? kind of music. If you think about it, as, as yeah. a platform. When you think about it, when how it was how it started, how it started you yeah. know, it's a third culture. It started as a platform. People, for third people think kids. that it was mostly a black a black thing, but no, you had like Latinos, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like uh, white people. Like it, it was a multicultural thing. How yeah. it started, you know. Well, now the running thing is, and they're throwing this term out willy nilly. Yeah, is cultural appropriate? No, what culture vulture and shit? Mm. What is it? Culture, culture vultures. Oh, yeah. culture. Well, vultures. how do you guys feel about that? Like, I know how I feel about it, but like, what do you? What does that mean, Sarah? So basically, started off with like freaking all these white people in <laughs> winning like Grammys for rap, best rap album, etc., etc., etc. And then I listen. These guys don't even. It's not even like real fucking music. Um, and they're taking the awards. This is the only genre that we have access to on a regular basis, etc., etc. Iggy Azalea, Macklemore, so on okay. and so forth. You know what I mean? So now. In, in the black community, African-American commu- community, they term this thing as a, as a culture vulture. Anytime somebody they feel is an outsider and d- does something that they do, they call them a culture vulture. I don't have no comment on that shit. 
Yeah, I don't really have any. It's a bit weird, right? Because I don't think that affects us in any way. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, as a person, I think it matters if 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 the awards matter to you. It's not just about the awards, bro. It's just in a general thing. You know what I mean? If if you're if you it's it's becoming sensitive to make the, the music when people that consider themselves the root of the music kind of push back. You know what I mean? I'm just saying in a broad sense. Yeah. Like my view is like you want to go and start saying who invented who invented what? Yeah. Poetry comes from what? Where? Who owns poetry? Who owns da- break dancing? Break dancing capoeira. Okay, you can you're gonna say it's actually African. Half this stuff is African. So you, are you guys actually African? No, you're not actually African. You're African American. It's different. African Africans are different. <laughs> you probably won't even go to Africa. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's weird to go that route, man. Like it's. That's why I don't get into that. And then if you want to be super cool, technical about it, anthropologically speaking, culture spreads. It's the nature of culture. It yeah. just gets spread. Yeah. Yeah. You can't stop it from spreading. What's your problem? But hip hop, unlike other genres of music, is a culture. Yeah. So, I mean, it has its, its own defined norms. Yeah. Everything. So. Yeah. I understand if somebody doesn't respect the history of the music or the where it comes from, but as long as you have that respect, I don't see why I can't get involved. I here's the line though. I'm saying like, their norms are not my norms. Not necessarily, no. Right? Are they? I, would you say that? Would you agree with that? That their norms are not your norms? Because yeah. you're like you, you have Armenian. Your family's Armenian. Of like course. Kinda, so no, but the home, the way you sit, pro- you take the culture and you make it your own in some way or form. You take something of it. Right? Absolutely. Well, I think. Why hip-hop like what what you said before sort of um stuck in my mind how you said that like hip-hop and culture like it's always sort of promoted that you should be unique you should be proud of who you are and your and your differences and stuff like that but i think the way that it's being expressed in hip-hop right it it makes those differences relatable you know what i mean it's expressed in a way where for example you called your show Dukan. Yeah. Alright? In Indonesia, it's not called a Dukan. In Indonesia, we call it Warung. But Warung. Dukan is, is, is unique to what you have. It's unique to your culture. Yeah. But I can replace... You can relate to it. I can relate to it because the I have the same thing. I don't... I've never been to a ghetto. Mm. I've never been... To, I've never experienced a drive-by before in my life. Mm. You know? But... Growing up to gangster rap, listening to it, NWA and all this stuff, like what attracted me to to this music, you know, I could replace it with my experiences back in Indonesia. I've I've been to the slums of Indonesia. I've been stuck up on a bus with with a knife in, in Indonesia. You know what I mean? So the differences are relatable. You're proud of your culture, but but you express it in a way people can replace it with, with their own experiences. And I think that's why hip-hop has been able to grow. But but, but that's music in general, I think. Yeah. That's, you know, a love song you hear on the radio. Yeah, when you break up with a girl, relatable. you hear a lyric, the lyrics, you're like, that sounds like me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and exactly. you, you know, that... that <laughs> I don't know where the f- I was going there, but What's I just point? heard... No, rewind. You know, you know what I mean? No, yeah. but no, I'm, I'm just adding on to his yeah. thing. It's saying... Well, me, what, what he's trying to say is, well, music in general is supposed to be relatable. Otherwise, it's not. It's, it doesn't capture people and doesn't get its point across, right? Yeah. So, love, love is the most re- relatable emotion, yeah. right? So, so everything's a f- love song. Yeah. So this is so, why yeah. we've spent a lot of time trying to figure out our story, trying to figure out who we are, so that when we write our songs now, it, we know what point of view we're coming from okay, so and how we make, how we can express it in a way which is unique 
to us, but is still relatable to everyone else. So like post Bali, <laughs> you guys uh, sit down. The post Bali, post Bali. I like saying it. Uh, so you're in the studio. You like timeline for this? Yeah, so you're in the studio. <laughs> you guys like we're trying to figure ourselves out. It's this third culture thing. You're saying it. It, it forced you to sort of try and understand who you are. Okay. Yeah. Now in the journey of knowing who you are, I, I'm assuming you're still on this journey, right? Yeah. What have you found? We just shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. I think our music's gotten a hell of a lot better. No, no, no. Because the music's a byproduct of you find, finding yourself. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? What did you find in yourself that you're putting into the music? You're putting in in, in, in the real you. You know, that you've really seen. Not that you're fabricating. Not shit that yeah. you're, you're influenced by and swayed by. You're putting in the real, you know, like... Like unlearning things? Have you found yourself unlearning things? Unlearning things and also, I think, because... It's made us really look at ourselves, you know, like as individuals, as a group as well. Individually, I think it's made me ask why I do a lot of things, the way I do things, why I think the way that I do. A good example, um, it's made me think a lot about Dubai and why a lot of us have made this place home, you know, and and find a difficulty of, of, of leaving here. And I think if anything, Dubai is sort of the capital for third culture. You know, everyone from here isn't from here. You know, I go back home to Indonesia, like Aaron said. I'm I'm Swiss. I go to Switzerland. I'm I'm Indonesian. Over here, I'm not from here. But eighty percent of the population here isn't from here, and that's what makes that's that's what binds us here. That's what that's what we all have in common here, and maybe that's why we're here. You know. So that came as a, as Cause, just a, cause, a, cause a byproduct I, thought. I can go home to the UK, I go home to Hong Kong. Yeah. You know what I mean? But why don't we? Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, fuck Hong Kong fucking the most amazing place in the world. But why the fuck am I still here? Why are you still here? You know, it's because this is where I can fit in. This yeah. is where my people are. This is where you understand me, I understand you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go to fuck Hong Kong. I'm a, I'm a fuck face that stands out in the crowd, man. You go look at me on the fucking train. You know what I mean? Because you're a foreigner. You know what I mean? But over here, he has fantastic It's an ironic situation if you think about it. It's like, because we're not from here, we're that's why here. we're here. Yeah. It's a you bit know? trippy. It's a bit trippy. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Last time when, when, we kicked, when we linked up for coffee, like that was the one thing we kind of went back and forth about for yeah, a while. Exactly. Yeah, because, yeah. and I quoted this in Picasso's episodes, and I think, and in Reem, Reem's episode, like, I, I kept going back to that because when when we met uh, that night and we, you know, we sat and chopped it up for a while, like, that whole conversation, you know, it's, it's when you sit with someone and it could be a very standard conversation, but at the back of your head, you just got light bulbs going off and yeah. it's kind of, and everything's starting to link up and making sense. And that's why I keep going back to it because it was, it was that kind of conversation for me. And it's... The, the, the statement has weight to it. It does have weight to it. Right? It's, it's got magnitude, and it's something everybody can relate to. Uh, anywhere you go in the world, you're an, you feel like an alien, and it sucks that you feel like that even when you go to your home country. But mm. then here, because the majority of the population are aliens, people people kind of feel off. They, they fit together. They're comfortable. Here. Look at why? us, man. Look, like, look at where we are. Just the session itself. Look at this room. session. In this one room, you've got what, in, two, in, four, in six. Collective. You know? Yeah. Do Seven, any of us eight? feel like I've actually got four. 
Four mm. different. We feel, this is home, man. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's hard to break. You need to just accept it, bro. Yeah. No, I'm accepting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, I do. Like, I'm accepting because, like, the thing, the funny thing is, you're saying this, right? When I was like, kind of, I went through my, and I was like, fuck all this, right? I, I just went into like digging. I, I, for some reason, I started digging into who, where the background of my, my ancestors comes from, and, and the, re- the thing is, man, my last name is Aziz. Okay, I don't know where the Aziz name comes from. Where so and then it turns. I used to. I grew up thinking I'm Malaysian. I'm not Malaysian. I told you this. I'm Indonesian. It turns out because the Dutch conquered Indonesia. They took anybody who could cause a problem. Anybody educated. Any anybody who knows how to fight. Whatever. Put them in either South South Africa or Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. They kicked them out. So the Aziz family lineage is somewhere in freaking Indonesia, but I'm in Sri Lanka. And when you grow up in Sri Lanka, automatically you have this assumption. You don't have, <laughs> you don't have rights. I don't have rights to run in politics. I won't get. I go. You, you can't because the way it's structured, only Sinhalese, indigenous Sinhalese people can be in politics. I will. I have a. I have a. I have a ceiling. Why? Because some bugger conquered some for nutmeg and threw me in a fucking boat and sent me to Sri Lanka. I didn't ask for this. It's it's a bit random, you know what I mean? And then, you so you relate. I do, I do, yeah, I do. There you go. He, he just, he just like, I think he everybody just like, like he's that kid that so, keeps so, anyway, on so his shoulder to his this, him off. Look, you sorry. asked for one example, yeah, yeah, from from us going into the studio and 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 asking, and what have we found out? You know, what sort of revelations and stuff? And and, and this was just one small example, but like, look at the conversation that it's led into. Yeah. You know but what I mean? So imagine what's happened in two years where every time we go in there we're we're looking at ourselves and and you know what what it's what it's answered for us in no look, okay you know? yeah that's it's cool like, and how it's helped this it's, is it's a great I, this is a great concept uh but i'm more curious about beyond that's that's a that's a more of a academic concept like i feel Correct me if I'm wrong. But the thing is, that's I'm not the about concept. On a, on a personal level, what did you? If you're gonna go into yourself, then you find a lot of things about yourself, man. But the thing is, the, the third culture thing is not a concept; it's who we are. Yeah. All right. Okay. And the album has its own concept. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And then, you know, this is what we are as a brand. You know what I mean? But the product it doesn't. A you know, story. the product will still carry that third culture thing, but it might tell a different story. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. It just but helps it, us in the sense of. Direction, a They're, point of view to write. From. This is the yeah, foundation of what yeah. we are. About. It's an underlying yeah. layer. Yeah. And and you know to go back to something you said earlier, you, you said, you know, you spent all this time working on this and, and trying to craft this who you are, but but will people get it? You know, because people are, are just morons and they won't get it. And whatever you, you, you know, will yeah. they? You know, will they catch on? <laughs> In my own words, okay. But to me, that doesn't matter at the moment. You know what I mean? Like. We just gotta make good music and make good product, and let people like that first, and make consistent product and consistent good music, and then people would dig themselves. Yeah, and as long as fair. our message that's is fair. always yeah. is, is always consistent, and as long as who we are stays consistent, people will find that out themselves when they start up with us and when when they like us. Like I just, you know what I mean? Like why would I? Fifteen years later, go and buy Jay Z's Decoded mm. to try and understand who he is. You know, because now he's at a stage where people are interested in knowing his. When he mm. came out with Reasonable Doubt, no one would give a fuck. It was just good music. You know what I mean? When he came out with Light in My Lifetime, no one gave a fuck who he was still. You know what I mean? It was just good music. But when it, when Blueprint came out, 
that's when people start, like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, you know, pe- people will naturally start to investigate and look into shit when they become fans. Plus, if you you're looking at yourself as a, if you're looking at your music as a product, and you're looking at it as a brand, you need to have some kind of brand consistency. Mm. The best artists are consistent in the sense of, yeah, okay, they can change their style of music. Look at Nas. When Nas started with Illmatic, he had a very clear direction. And over time, he's evolved and changed and switched it up. But the message essentially has remained the same. His core values haven't changed. So if, like you said, if you want to go and dig into his past, young kids today don't know much about Illmatic. They grew up and Nas was dropping, I don't know, uh, what was that album? The double, the double CD. Street Disciples. Street Disciples. Yeah, they might. That might be the first Nas album they hear. Mm. But if they're interested in his music, if he catches their ear, they'll go back and dig. And if he has a consistent message, then his brand is Evolved. is defined. Is that why you had to go back and like delete a lot of the old stuff so you can like reshape things from scratch? We wanted to start from scratch. Um, we wanted to focus on on us now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay. We didn't want people to get distracted with what was. And don't forget, you know? we've also come a long way since then as artists yeah. ourselves, mm-hmm. skill wise, quality. It's it's music, still there. You know what I mean, it could be re released sometime Anytime, in the future right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just that at the moment we wanted people to focus on who we are now, especially people who may hear of the recipe for the first time. You know, we wanted them to just hear now what we're doing. Yeah, and we and we and we'll start, and the stuff will start coming out soon. We haven't really done much, you know. We've just been putting out little. But you're patient. You guys seem patient. Sorry, going back to what you were saying about, um, you know, whether people know what we're talking about or not, whether they understand it or not. Like I just found out recently. I don't know if because I'm an idiot or because I haven't been up, you know, been brought up to speed by all this. But fucking. Joey Badass and the whole pro-era movement and stuff, like, they're speaking for indigo, indigo kids, indigo children. You know? Everything sort of stems from that. How are Do they you, speaking for indigo children? They, that's what they're about. They're about indigo, the what indigo the movement. Indigo exactly. Movement? See, I didn't even know it's this. Like a, I've never heard about this. No, what is indigo? Indigo yeah. children, basically, every, it's the belief that, like, everyone has an aura, has a color aura, right? Mm. People, children who have an indigo aura have been found to be special in the sense of maybe even psychic or whatever. Yeah, they're like trying right? to, like they'll say somebody has a learning disability, but they... Yeah, and that, and that it's been mistaken, it's been mistaken okay. to be ADD or ADHD or whatever like that, right? And they're called the indigo children, and, and some of them are now adults or whatever. And Pro Era and Joey Badass and them are, are indigo kids, and they they come from that point of view. That's they. How are the indigo kids? Google it. I don't know. No, but <laughs> I, I'm not an expert I, on I, it now. I just like found a, this out. Do you they know have like saying? a problem, and then they be like, A lot of these guys would have been uh, unsuccessful at uh, school, in school or whatever. You know, yeah. whatever system they're in. Like a lot of uh, supposedly a lot of. How do you know that's kids. the connection? Where did you read that? Um, I was, I think I was watching Vice's, uh, Bompton episode mm. with Kendrick, and then just on the side, as a related video, Vice had a documentary about the whole Indigo Children thing, and I watched the trailer, and I saw Joey Bot Badass in, in concert, and he was like, yeah, where are all my Indigos at, and whatever, and then I was like, why, why is he in this? 
and then I watched the whole thing. And it got to, to, to them and the whole pro era movement. And they were talking about how, yeah. That's so fascinating. It's, yeah. it's bizarre, man. You know? Yeah. And, and then, and then I was like, wow, okay, so this is where... Vice. This is their music <laughs> and, and, and their point of view and how they write all stems from being an indigo but I, I, child, I worry that a lot you know? of this stuff and is we we haven't we haven't that's, yeah, we that's it, branding exactly. we haven't uh, we haven't figured yeah. it out it's new to us you know what I mean we're yeah. the idiots that that we I just know, mentioned nobody's educating us on the you know what I mean? third but but it's stuff, helped yeah. them build their brand it's helped them come from but is it real man yeah. like but this also goes back to the things things and whether it's real or not doesn't matter no man it's branding but look what we're doing we're talking about it. We went back and we dug, figured it out. Yeah. Oh, now we know that Joey Badass has this sort of influence. This is branding. Yeah, it's, but it's branding, dude. Open ASAP Rocky's fucking Instagram page, man, and tell me that he's not a product. You know what I mean? Tell me that he hasn't created a brand. Tell me he hasn't created an identity. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like you've seen his page, mm. man. It's fucking, it's like a piece of art, man. You know what I mean? But that's everything he fucking stands for. That's his brand. When you think of ASAP, you think of fashion, you think of this, art, culture, all this kind of shit, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's brand. However subtle you do it, or however obvious you do it, you know what I mean? Drake has a fuck, Kendrick Lamar has a fucking brand. You know what I mean? Does he not? Dude, everything this guy did prior to his album coming out, man, was setting up for this album. Yeah. Setting up for this story, the fuck up hair, the oily, greasy skin in his performances, the dress shoes with his fucking, with his uh, Wally's performance, like everything. Remember, I was telling you this before the album came out. He dropped the the, the single of All Right and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was telling him, this is fucking weird. Like this, something is happening. Yeah. Like something he's doing now visually is gonna lead to where he's going. Like this guy had oily skin in his video, like you know, fucked up hair and all this kind of, shit. and look what he's done. You know, like it's all. It's made sense. Yeah. It's clever, man. It's it's all branding. It's all like, it's it's, it's an story. idea. It's a vision you have, and it's executing it fully. You know, it's it's a three sixty execution yeah. of of your idea. But it could okay. No, yeah. I get you. But I'm just saying like, like it's easy. Okay, cool. It's branding. I get it. I get it. But like sometimes the branding becomes the essence of the whole thing. In the end, we're selling illusion. We talked about this in the other episode and stuff. Yeah, we're just selling illusion at some well, point. No, that's life, that's man. well. That's the compromise that you battle as an artist, as a creative person, when you t- decide to step into the music industry. In in reality, those two words just shouldn't be together. So, music, yeah. industry, right? Because music is art, creation, being real in this industry. Industry is about selling product, mm. where it's about brand. It's about marketing illusions to people to buy the product and stuff right we were talking about the other day of car brands you know um volvo you know when everyone says volvo the first thing you think safety is safety but it's actually the least they're the least they've ranked out of the top 10 for the last 10 years in safety yeah Yeah. i mean like you know but But that's that's what that's that's what marketing does right as long as your brand is true to who you are yeah, like we're not compromising that's, that area. That's the differentiator, right? So that's what the thing because the the concept of branding, whether I don't I don't think the concept of branding necessarily is an illusion in itself yet because it depends on what the product you're putting out there, 
right? Mm-hmm. I can come and tell you, like Volvo, this is the safest car there is and it's the best one out there. But if you're actually not safe and you did not make the top 10, then that's what makes it an illusion. Yes. Now it's not true, yeah. right? But then when you're But shooting, at some point they were the safest. At some point they yeah. were. But then now you're losing off on that quality, you're losing off on your core value, mm. right? Mm. But then when the core value is so deeply embedded in your identity and you're authentic and true to it, then that's where your brand general actually has an essence mm-hmm. as opposed to it just being a fluffy word out there that you're using to sell product. Now there's there's a, a deeply rooted cause, a story, a purpose behind all of it. Um, that's why you win Grammys. <laughs> well, sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kendrick wins fucking whatever, how many Grammys because it's 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 real. When yeah. Kendrick when Kendrick dropped his, his, his Good Kid Mad City album and, and Swimming Pools came out, it was one of the most critiqued songs about people saying Kendrick was selling out, right? Like the people, the quote-unquote, who, who called themselves the Kendrick fans, yeah. right? But th- if you really paid attention, he was trying to, as you guys were saying, he's just trying to tell a story to build up to a certain album and a certain message that he's trying to send out. If Kendrick dropped things like King Kunta and all these um, sensitive topics that strikes way at the beginning, nobody would have cared. Yeah. He would have not existed on anybody's radar. Right? But he had to take that time to build up to this to say, this is what the story that I've been trying to tell you for the whole time. This is the reality. This is what's going on. This is where I come from. This is why he'd rather live in Compton than live in L.A., for example. Right. So that authenticity is what defies a brand from being genuine versus being an illusion. I think that's, that's the key differentiator between any brand out there. And over time, the ones that are illusions, the ones that are full of shit, people see through it. Mm. Especially nowadays, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's too easy. And that's why, I mean, that's why, even though we have other people sort of taking care of things for us, like, we're still heavily involved in it. You know, we're there. I mean, the hard to say no video. The hard to say no video is mm. all about everything that we just talked about, mm. right? But, like, we were there at the beginning process. We were there at the editing process. We were there at the color grading process. Like, we were there every step of the way with them, even though it's being taken care of by professionals, by people who do this for a living. No, 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 no. We're there. We want to be there because we want to make sure that this really is true to who we are and is not going to change in any way, Mm. you know? Because, yeah, we... We don't want to be putting out an illusion. We want to be putting out exactly who we are. And I think that's... That's the real challenge when when you step into that industry side of the music industry. It's how do you stay true to yourself? How do you honestly express yourself in your music, in your brand, in your marketing, in absolutely every aspect of the business side of the industry? Which is bandana, right? Yeah, which is bandana. And then that's the what the next video. <clears throat> no, that, that's going to be the. This first official single. Yeah, the first. Oh no, sorry, second, second single. Second, the second single of the album. You know, which basically speaks of this. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a current sounding record. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's that's where we challenge ourselves now. Is how do we maintain who we are on this current sounding record? Mm. You know what I mean? And and uh, you know how how do we get your average dude? to be like this is fucking dope you know what I mean to the people that do listen to us ourselves and whoever to be like 
these guys don't, they're f***ing around here. Yeah. There's something else going on here. You know what I mean? You know, and, and, that, and that's the kind of challenge he was talking about, you know, is, 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 is we, we, we're trying to make money off this. We're trying to make this a living now. Mm. You know, so we have to find a middle ground, a way to, a way to, 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 to battle this. You know, you have to kind of accept that there's certain things you have to. But but it's all about how you do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's and I think Kendrick is the per perfect example of that. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm. Like he's to me the like a great example of the kind of artist we want to be. Not in his content. But yeah? in the way yeah. it was executed. In the way it's executed. In the way it's. I want to fucking say what I want to say. You know, over your fucking accepted production. Okay, that's accepted today, and I want to win a Grammy for it. You know what I mean? And I want to laugh at you fuckers. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, like, it's, it's that kind of, you know, Statement. like... How do you engage... Yeah. It's the a J. Cole. Audience. It's a J. Cole way, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of doing it... Why does he... Know? Oh, sorry to sidetrack, yeah. but I get your point. You yeah. said execution is dope. J. Cole, it's the J. Cole way, you said. Why is J. Cole not as far ahead as Kendrick... He's just as far ahead, in my opinion. But, like, Kendrick's getting a lot of the, oh, my God, Kendrick. Yeah, but they're, they're doing different things. Hmm. You know what I mean? Are they? Ludacris won a Grammy for talking for Runaway, Runaway Love. You know what I mean? J. Cole hasn't done a record like that. You know what I mean? When you do a record that can change people, like, when you... He, he's doing a record about, about, about the black history, about all that kind of stuff. It's impactful, man. Hmm. You know, it doesn't... It can't knock what J. Cole's doing there. You know what I mean? J. Cole's just not making records like that. But J. Cole's making very good records. You know, and very good music, the music he wants to make. You know, he's probably, he's being m managed and run by one of the most commercial artists of all time, right? Jay-Z. Mm. But he still manages to do what he wants to do, you know, mm. and come out with out features, good f***ing album, you know. And, he didn't even have a single. I mean, you, know, you watch, yeah. what were the two performances in that J. Cole the one that J. Cole did on that the was TV shows? Yeah, on the TV show. Yeah. Was it was a Tonight Show or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like he gets up on the Tonight Show People die for those spots, man. People get on those spots and perform their, their hottest single, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This guy goes up there and does an acapella joint yeah. about about the youth today and, yeah. and the black-on-black -black crime or police crime and all this kind of shit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's awesome, yeah. you know, as an artist, but as but a then, commercial yeah. artist. But then you compare, you, know that I mean? to, you compare that to Kendrick's performance on the exact same show, yeah. completely different. Mm. Full band, you know. Yeah, it's a piece um, of theater, man. It is yeah. theater. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. It's almost like a Broadway show. Mm. And performance was before. impeccable, though. But you can't tell me they're both not as impactful. No. You know, it just depends if you're a visual person. It's just or, that, I understand. I think, I think what I'm makes just saying that I, I, when I first heard Jekyll, I thought he was f***ing crazy. You know what I mean? And I heard Kendrick. I wasn't such a big fan of Kendrick till later on. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I'm still, I lean kind of more towards Jekyll something. Me too. But Kendrick's getting the thing. Better marketing. Better marketing. Well, or or different or just different strategy, different. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I think Kendrick uh, has the streets. Different more than goals, goal. maybe you know. I think Kendrick has the streets. More I think than Kendrick goal. is a better rapper. He's a better rapper technically. He's a better rapper. It's not about all the, in all. He's it's not about rapper. the goodness of the skill. But the rest, the the the. Kendrick touches the street more than Cole. Cole is more of the college crowd. Yeah, true. This is which is you talking about consistency or branding? Remember the first mixtape he was yeah, only yeah, the basketball was, and the yeah. whole shebangy. It's college, yeah. That's what his brand was. He's a college mm. kid, right? Mm. Like you know, but Kendrick touches a college audience too. 
Yeah, he's going out to Kendrick college is not really stuff, a street man. artist, man. Kendrick going to schools and yeah, talking yeah. to kids like, in universities. He's doing that yeah. whole mentorship program with yeah. Obama and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm. But like, I personally just think Kendrick is a better artist. He's a better rapper. He's more creative. Okay, and he 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 can fl- he can flex like more on different tracks. Mm. He, his ability allows him to do so many different things, mm. whereas J Cole is very one yeah. he does sound. have one song not yeah. as experimental right? not as experimental no, he sticks you know? to what he knows but he's right? great huh? he's fucking great what he yeah. does. but this guy is just a fucking MC man yeah. you know what I mean and he's someone that has come up and studied this shit man like you know like religiously he's huge probably a huge fan of hip hop right and is fucking well that's why he's out there interviewing the greats as well yeah. you know mm. yeah. they get him to interview NWA yeah. and everyone right so mm. so uh, <laughs> story that you've kind of established like what you're trying to do with the stories and then I I, uh, I notice you guys are patient from uh, from uh, the type of people that are saying it's now or never you said okay it's now you put your head down into preparing a kind of game plan but you're patient why are you patient because there is a plan. what's the rush so that's a different type of statement than the statement that got you this place because when you when you say something like it's now or never it means like it's crunch time yeah it's crunch time but like now that we're doing it like we'd rather take our time and do it properly mm. you know instead of do it in a rush and we have a schedule yeah. right There's we have a schedule of when things are meant to come out and, 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 and the stuff building up to it you know what I mean and stuff sometimes stuff does take time to happen you know like and and I think the the little build up now is good, you know what I mean? It's not too late. It's not too you know. I mean, we just released in November. You know, we released something in November. We just released a track two weeks ago, whatever it was, mm. and then we've got another track, just whatever, another track coming out in the next two weeks, you know. And then, then the album comes. You know, everything needs time. You need to build. Also, you need to build. A, we've been so we've been gone so long. You know, half the people have left this place. Mm. People that used to listen to us, you know what I mean? Mm. We're trying to build that up again, you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to build from having, when we first started to use, like, when we first got back together, from having 300 Instagram followers to now having 3,500 before we've even released anything. You know, slowly building this to maximize, you know, what we're doing. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? The little PR things, the little this and that and everything. Oh shit, they just did a record with Todd Quilly. Oh shit, they just, you know, was in the studio Mob Deep. They had a few shows, built this little buzz out and then we release our album you know again it's 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 a story man like we're writing a story at the end of the day you know like you can't skip chapters you know what I'm saying um I guess the most frustrating thing about it is that like everyone knows us for our current releases and we're you know we're listening to the stuff that we you know that's on the album the second you know we're probably two or three chapters ahead of where everyone thinks we are Wow. This is already another album done. It's frustrating right. when you sit with people and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're the guys that do the old school sound." Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. we may have done that as yeah. a tribute, but it's part of the story. That's part yeah. of the story, and but that doesn't define us. Mm-hmm. What's frustrating for, I think, Suerte was moving in this direction, is that we hear our current material, mm-hmm. but we're getting judged for something that's out. Yeah. But our current material that hasn't been released. Is I would say light years ahead of what we're releasing. Hard to say no was recorded one and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The track we just released two days, five days ago was 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 recorded one and a half, yeah. almost two years ago. 
You know what I mean? That throwback to the future mixtape we, we dropped yeah. was recorded two years ago. Mm. We did that shit in, in 30 days. Yeah. yeah. We recorded that shit two years ago. It's done. You know what I mean? And and there's just loads of shit, you know, like piling up, ready to come out, you know? And that's why it's, it is frustrating, you know? Mm. What did MGK I'm say in that one song? He's yeah. like, people are judging me for no, my music that's out right now. But... I want him to judge me for music. It's frustrating. I want him to judge me for my music that, that I have in my bank yeah. that I want you to hear. Yeah. But you can't blame people. No. Like, that's why sometimes... That's what they're like, exposed to. Exactly. I mean, you know what's for what we've released. Yeah, but yeah and, and to go to your thing, like, we don't have the record label money yeah. two weeks before an album up, comes man. out, two weeks before an album comes out to do a massive PR blitz. Mm. You know what I mean? And the day an album comes out to do a massive PR blitz, we have to try and f***ing structure it out Make sure yeah, like every, every you see Roy sure move counts. You, you see Roy, I mean? Royce dropped his album last week yeah. and it was just like a such an obvious PR push by his label for the two days before and the mm. one day after he's like I'm everywhere signing photographs doing this radio interviews radio and then now it's nothing yeah it's gone yeah. But the amount also like the yeah the amount of radio interviews that they recorded and put out on YouTube yeah. and stuff. Like, my YouTube feed was just all Royce yeah. interviews yeah. everywhere. Yeah. But we don't, you know? unfortunately, we don't have that, you know. And so we just have to make do with what we have. We're learning so, as well, you know. I mean, because we, I mean, in a way, we're, we are our own record label, you yeah. know. Um, so we're, we're learning how to do this stuff properly as well. You know, it's a there's a lot of, of research. How do you know what's right and wrong? You don't. You don't. You just but you just got to do These it. Are like trial calculated decisions. Yeah, but so then you trial and error uh, when you're. It's in trial and error. Yeah. Trial and error with calculated yeah. decisions, it's, making sure it's like that being, you've researched yeah. everything. I was having this yeah. conversation with someone yesterday, and I was like, literally every time we're about to drop something, it's Russian roulette. You have no clue oh, if this is going to oh. fucking work succeed or not you put it out there you roll the fucking thing you yeah. pull the trigger and you hope for the that's like ass. any business formula right like it's always a calculated risk exactly right but that's why we've had this little bit of a time because every release we've been releasing so far we're trying different things and testing different things out you know what i mean like you know right with the different ways to release the videos and it even goes down now to to how the fuck do you post a youtube video on facebook you know yep. what I mean? Because it's a f***ing war going on with YouTube and Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so how the f*** do we, do we solve this problem with when you share it, it disappears off people's home feed? And ha three quarters of your friends don't even know you have a video on. Do we want to put it on Facebook? Because now that means we have two different f***ing platforms. You split your audience. Yeah. You know, and you know, like... What are you using mostly now? Instagram? For what? Like, for your... Like, you, if, if you don't... Our if you own personal avoid... Facebooks and Instagram. Yeah. But I mean, for example, the 360 video, we have 33,000 hits on YouTube. We have 100 and something on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, 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 it would be better if it was in one central place, you know, but it's, it's trying to find these little fucking ways to solve this fucking problem, man. Yeah. It's also just... But then the whole industry is. Yeah. You know, it's not just us. But then that's the difference when you're doing it yourself, right? Like, you, it's, there's a learning curve that comes with it. Then there's nobody there to kind of grab your hand and be like, oh, let me show you how it's done. Yeah. You just need to figure it out for yourself. Well, we, we, we're lucky enough that we were introduced to Glenn. Mm. Um, yeah. And Glenn was there to sort of, uh, you know, do an artist development thing with us and, and 
and teach us the very little that he did about the music industry, you know. Um, and now we're, you know, we're, we're learning on our own. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it is a learning curve. And I guess what's, what's great is that as we grow, I think our, our moves and our, our music will grow, yeah. you know, so it'll make sense. Like it's not, it, it it's not, not making sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as we put things because out and the recipe brand plan. grows, our knowledge grows and, and mm. we'll, we'll be able to do more. So, Carson, I mean, you you guys got a, a documentary coming up soon. <laughs> this documentary yes. has been sitting Dude, there it's been for on my ages. laptop for how long? You emailed it to me or whatever. Yeah, some delay every now and then. I come yeah. years ago. What, what fuck documentary? The lead up to the mixtape, please. The three-day lead up. I'm trying to what think of a way of how sorry. not to have it go to waste, you know? You, you, and so I was talking. I was talking to him about how maybe during Ramadan we could do, like, something at the fridge and just show it and invite like the I'm not the even gonna f- show up to that dude <laughs> <laughs> the players or something like that dude yeah. that shit was that was hilarious iPhone 4 you've seen it yo yeah, yeah I shared it, it with me hilarious I think best 40 minutes of actually like it's, it's See, other that, than this, the fact this that goes back to what you were saying about Glenn like we've watched it so many times yeah and we're You're like tired of you know but like so we show it to Jen I, sh- I showed it to him to, see, to be like what do you think you know like cause I was like oh. what, can, what can we do during Ramadan instead of just sit there and I think there, was, you know? there was a part in that where I thought it was really funny I think I shared that with everybody um, the pasta in the fridge no, the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> Yo. I'm like, you know, that's actually... In my car when I was talking shit to the camera. If it? you fill your toilet up with uh, water when... from the Bermuda Triangle, yeah, does it eliminate the need to flush? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I gotta give credit to Mad Magazine. I read that when I was a kid. You remember Mad Magazine? You'd yeah. see the bottom of the page and it would say random shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things I read in like 92 or something. Dude, and it stuck with me. That's so. hilarious. I was like... <laughs> it, it got me thinking. I'm like, huh? Really? Good point, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's very interesting. You really, you really should drop that that mini documentary, even though it was, it or, was what 2011. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Really and it's you see a lot of old faces in that as well. Um, if anything, I think it's one of the first sort of proper documentaries for just the history yeah. of music in this country and I think that's what makes it sort of yeah. special and, it, and it's still there and we don't really know what to do with it or whatever you know I think I mean at least I, I know that it is special in the sense that it, it really does document yeah. the time you know and it really documents what musicians yeah. sort of have to go through in this country you and, know to do what they do and for me do. watching that like I wasn't as involved let's say at that time with any of the scene or the music or anything like that but Watching that, it was nostalgic because I remember certain key points mm. throughout that documentary, mm-hmm. like the show you guys did at uh, to op- when you opened for Snoop, and mm-hmm. the sh- um, I was there for the for the launch of Kaz's. Um, <laughs> dude, this guy. Do you remember uh, this, the Star Wars thing in Alpha? Yeah. Mm. This dude there. had to sneak in, and he was there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So like, so I was, I was there at all these different places. So like, watching that documentary kind of brings back all these. Old memories of these, old, you know, mm. some pretty good times, and they had they had great memories to it. So it's, it's definitely, it shouldn't go to waste. You know, people people deserve to see it. Tell me something. Do you find maybe Jib might want to jump in this? Do you find that the momentum, or the 
I don't know what it is. There's something that's different than what it was back then. Huge. Like the simplest thing, oh. dropping a song, would have more impact at that time yeah. than now. What do you think? Uh, I, th- it's, I can't um, tell because I haven't been sort of into it for my personal thing. Mm. I mean, when Feras does his thing, I sometimes jump on. There's a bit of traction. Some people listen. For, um, for the really kind of stuff like Feras does, it's still it's so, people aren't you know reaching yeah. for that because it's worth. Um, because we got like all these new cats that are doing things, and you're saying we got beat makers now, so they're bringing mm. they're bringing their peer group into the fold, you know. Right. So now when people like you or whoever yeah. drop something, they say, "Oh, there's more," yeah. you know. And then on top of that, a lot of the the guys who came here years back are like, "Screw all this! We're gonna start our own little events, little acoustic songwriter thing at bloody like a f- restaurant." Mm. They're taking charge. So it's the guys that were there then taking more charge now. Right. And the new guys coming in, they're seeing more things happening. So there's buzz happening. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And also, the way I look at it, um, it was kind of like when we interviewed this, uh, I mean, I was doing this focus group study for work, and um, we were talking to a Saudi stand-up comedian. And one of the questions I asked, I was like, where, do you, where are you trying to get with this? Like, tomorrow, do you want to be at the comedy cellar in New York City? Do you want to be the next Louis C.K.? Or, like, you know, what are you trying to get out of this? He's like, no, man. I'm like, why not here? Was his response. Why not do it, become that recognized in Saudi? He's like, I don't want... He's like, why do I care about New York? I could not care less. He's like, why not here? Why do I not make my name here? Mm-hmm. So that the kids in school, the moms, the uncles, the dads who thought stand-up comedy was taboo become my fans yeah. and the type of people that will come to my shows. Right? So... That was that was his point of view on it. He's like, I'm, he's like, I want to want to make it here. You know, I'm happy about doing that here, and um, and that kind of for me was really cool because it clicked in a lot of ways. Because back then, we've said, I think we, a lot of people have spoken about this. Of oh, you got to go abroad to make it as an artist, and I think that's bullshit for so many reasons. Um, because I always tell people like, yeah, you can try and go to New York today, and let me know how is it gonna be feeling one out of a million people doing the same thing better than you are. Of course, yeah. Right? Whereas here, you got a better opportunity to be able to pull off something like that. I just wrote a song about this. Yeah, funny enough, funny you mentioned that because, yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about it, but we literally just wrote a song last weekend uh, addressing this exact issue, which is, that's the song's titled Devil, Sticking to the Devil That I Know. Because essentially, what we're talking about is we get a lot of people coming to us and ask us the same thing like why don't you go to the UK and try yeah. why don't you go to wherever you know anywhere else in the world and you'll get accepted faster and blah 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 but a lot of times th- there's a pressure to do that but this is what we know yeah, this yeah is, seriously like this yeah. is all we know this is all we know and, and yeah. we've only been able to get this far because you know because of yeah. because we're here exactly like today you, you can know? you need yeah. anything you can pick up the phone and call somebody who might know someone that can help you out yeah. with it. It takes years to develop but relationships. Dude, like that kind of relationship is, is not outcast easy. didn't have to go to New York to fucking be yeah. outcast. There you know go. I mean? And at that time, the South yeah, was that organized noise. Yeah, you know, they didn't fucking... Fucking Dre and NWA didn't have to go to fucking New York to fucking... Because New York was where it was happening, right? Yeah. To become, become they, who they were. Fucking, what's a lethal, what's a fucking guy in the UK now that's doing all this crazy shit? I never thought Indonesian artists or Indonesian the Indonesian movies movie scene would ever go anywhere and then they came out with the raid and then the guys who were starring in the raid are in the new 
fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, I was the only one in the movie theater here that was like, <laughs> that's fucking you! <laughs> like, never, you know? Hey, Han Solo. But, but, but it was the same thing in Indonesia. <laughs> like, everyone, everyone yeah. was like, oh, like, you know, if you want to make it and go big internationally and whatever, you got to leave Indonesia. And they didn't. And, and it's the internet and, era. Like, you know? today, out of your bedroom, I mean, you're the next chocolate rain kid. Yeah! <laughs> you, know? like, you don't need to leave your your city, your home, your bedroom anymore, your basement, wherever you're working this from. I mean, when when we were starting this, that uh, Khaled showed us that little girl out of Taipei, um, yeah. who was it? She, and her, her, and she raps in Taiwanese, and... What is it? She's 16, 17 year old girl. Music, her music is about old Greek philosophers debating. Hmm. That's how she, she yeah, structures her bars. Nice, uh, bar man. to bar, like Greek philosophers going head to head. Um, is she the one that's on tour with Grimes? No, uh, no, no. Her name was. Um, I can't remember her name. She, 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 her stage name is after a Greek philosopher as well. Um, Aristotle, Arapos- something like that. And somebody like that you'd have never heard of a few years ago. Right. You know? Yo, thanks for coming down. It's good to catch up with you I want you guys. exclusives for the music segment. Well, because <laughs> usually what we do, we do like a little mix session. Like, for us, just drop some mix at this point. What's up, you rippity-rappity? I love hip-hop, so I rap bars, motherfuckers. Now shut up. Get in the whip, you let the beat breathe, ass motherfucker. Sons it all up. We save into the brands, the memes, and all these magazines. 
dream about dreams of chasing dreams but was it worth it the higher you climb the bigger the risk amounting to this but who you sharing it with take a look back on the path you walked upon all your homies you grew up with now they long gone and you sit until dawn seems fast you all grown get packed and moved on racked up but all blown up in smoke you hoping that fame won't change you but sitting at home your baby daddy's a stranger that's you i know you feel like you're the man Forget you can't lay your clouds And you know it's a long way down You know it's a long way down That time's gonna come around come around And you'll be slipping you'll be slipping you'll be slipping you'll be slipping 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 you'll be 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 slipping slipping time's gonna come around like I do this for the fuck of it And all opinions are public and suck my dick Cause I don't spend no energy on these other thoughts Give them a yawn, pay the penalty like color cloths To be the greatest, you be the talk of debaters They rate us and nowadays everybody's a curator But it's hip-hop shit, these bloggers ain't now historians To back up on your time machine was reverse your DeLorean Those were my days Where you could get punched for opinions I threw a couple hundred shots But nowadays even loyalty has a price and the price plummets and drops so look at history repeat itself i would say it again but i repeat myself yeah so i repeat myself yeah i am history and y'all be slipping 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 a spell on you
put a spell on you Everybody needs a little healing, yes they do, they do. 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud at Ducancho. Subscribe to the show on your iTunes and Stitcher to stay up to date. And if you like what you hear, give it a rating. Ducam is hosted by OT, Irshad, and Toothless. You can also reach them on their personal social media profiles at OT Official and at Irshad underscore INI. And you can also reach Toothless at soundcloud.com slash Firas Ibrahim. Salam.
Harry Fry. I'm looking at the world lately. Shit is just a front, baby. We up to no good, baby. It's hard to say no. I'm looking at the world lately. Shit is just a front, baby. We up to no good, baby. It's hard to say no. Yeah, yeah. Another product consumed, another consumer is doomed. The products are run by the profit, the profits are used to promote the false promise of cool. I guess we're cool, got the latest shoes, got the ladies fool, got them racing, chasing means stores. I ain't copping for you. Give them deep thoughts when they're stuck in the bottom of the ocean, surrounded by sharks. This shit is bizarre. I know what's so wrong with my names on the cards. Swipe, swipe, but spend it all, spend it all. We riding high right now, fuck the fall. Yeah, distracted by pictures on magazine covers, attracting, neglecting to put on the rubble. How do we do that? Not trusting our lovers. We do it, we stupid, deal with it tomorrow. Half of these rappers are acting, not every one of us stacking. Still, it don't stop us from bragging. None of them really live lavish, but we still lie, cheat, still do what we do. What a cheat, real. Here's a pill, give me one or two. It's nothing new. You fool, just another fool. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I look at myself I'm too. At the world, lady. Just a front, baby. We up to no good, baby. It's hard to say no. I'm looking at the world lately. Shit is just a front, baby. We up to no good, baby. It's hard to say no. Ransom, ghost pockets. I'm filling with brandies. These dreams that I'm holding is heavy. So I'm sweating from fear that I'm breaking my neck. So I'm picking myself if I'm ready. Suffer, I suffer from falling and selling me out. Coming from nothing to breaking me out. Dangling chain and shit from my mouth about. Living some lavish life up, up, aboard a sweet ass jet. Whatever is next, I'm selling for sex. Just give me the text. Money checks. Swooping for glory. Stick a mask on on Instagram. Sniffing lean on pills and grams. Misbehave, I don't give a goddamn. But it's my grandson on ransom. He ain't born yet, but my actions attracting the wrong passions is distracting. And we all shacking the fool, fucking up the game when shit's lame. We letting it through, and we in this queue, just trying to make it too. I'm looking at you, looking at me. What the fuck? I'm looking at do? the world, lady. Shit is just a front, baby. We up to no good, baby. It's hard to say no. I'm looking at the world lately. Shit is just a front, baby. We up to no good, baby. It's hard to say no. Uh, he ain't the beast. He packing the heat. In a trap and you're left in a week The things that he do for his daughter to eat He should have done had him a college degree Scholarship got him in college for free He's sitting in hell and the hell that he's living Provided for him and it's harder to leave This is just how it should be They probably just tell him that's where he belongs The same dudes telling him this And the same dudes out there selling him guns So who do we pray for? Damn or him? Either way the y'all killers And they kill it for a tent and they fire Fire Till the roof just burns and they fire Fire To the street for the urns and they falling in the city for their white white like Whitney and they run through the city for their bright bright lights. Can you take me? Am I a liar? So hip hop had me higher though. Now I feel like hip hop had me stuck with a Mac and I put it right back to the fire though. Are we liable? Shit.
shit. Tell me who is. Let's put that chief keep on. It's just I'm music. looking at the world, lady. Shit is just a front, baby. We up to no good, baby. It's hard to say no. I'm looking at the world lately. Shit is just a front, baby. We up to no good, baby. It's hard to say no.